Welcome to the Beretta Brothers. We are a podcast and a vodcast. You can listen or watch the episode. Just go to theberettabrothers.com. That's B-A-R-R-E-T-T-A brothers.com. Please subscribe, rate us. And we'd love to hear your comments. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The music's off. What? No, man. I'm, music is always in my head, man. No matter Feel where it, I am. Right on, man. Yeah, music. It's just my life and it's in my blood, baby. Hey, man. We're live, man. Hey, everybody. What's up? What's oh, up? We're so high. <laughs> Wait, what was, who was my character I made up? Uh, Sherman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. baby. Yeah. Well, Hello, everybody. Welcome. Q&A number three. Hope you came loaded with questions. Yes. Here's one right off the bat. You ready, Gene? Go. Scott Joyce wants to know why and when the bald heads. Would you like to do that, Anna? Uh, I could. Actually, I could show you something real quick, maybe. Okay. I'll give you part of the why. That's part of the why, Scott. That was from a mini-series that I co-wrote with Brian Henson and Jim Hart that Brian directed called Jack and the Beanstalk, The Real Story. Oh, look, I didn't. I showed it on a bad thing. It's not all by itself, the picture. Oh, that's okay. Sorry. Uh, anyway, I played uh, the giant in the, in the mini-series two different ways. His name was Thunderdell. But in the series, there's a good version of the giant and a bad version of the giant, the one that everybody knows the fairy tale from. But in the real story, he's actually very sweet. And I wanted to look like uh, the egg or the goose's eggs. I wanted the giant to be like an egg. So I shaved my head and I gained about 50 pounds. Yeah. And, then, and then they added makeup. Um, and then actually, can I show one other thing on there? Real yeah, quick? just one. I just one here. And then um, also uh, it was, this was my son, James Corden. Recognize him? Yeah, James Corden. <laughs> he played my son, Bran. <laughs> Look at him. How old would he have been there? I think he was actually 20, but he looked like he was 15 or 16. Wow. And so Billy came home for Christmas that year. Billy came, home for Christmas. Billy came, home, Billy came Christmas. home for Christmas. And I decided I would surprise him. So I shaved my head. <laughs> and he walked in the door and I popped out from behind my then wife. And uh, we had a couple of bald heads in front of us. <laughs> yes. Weird experience. Well, I think everybody should do it once. It oh, I so loved it. Certain ways. Enough. Yeah. Don't have to wash or dry your hair or anything. It was so good. I loved right. it. And I loved eating and gaining 50 pounds. That was I the fun know. part. So that's the bald head. Yeah. Uh, that's before what the bald we go to been. another question, um, it's time for Gene's Cool T shirts, episode three. This oh, yeah. one, <clears throat> this one, uh, my mom brought me way back. She was visiting. Um, the Napa Valley, and went to Francis Coppola's vineyard. Well, we, we went to San Francisco, and we took a drive out there. That's right. Me, you were with her. Me, Christina, Mom, and Arthur. We went to the, yeah. And so go, will you tell that part since you were there? Oh, you know well, no, we just we went to the, we wanted to go to the, the Coppola uh, vineyard. And uh, little did we know that when you get there, he t- likes to sit outside. And so he was sitting at a little round table with an umbrella and he just sat out front and people go over and say hi. And he was having a little drink or something. And I, I knew that Henson, the Henson company was making Pinocchio. It was supposed to be the thing that they were doing together at the time and developing it. And I just went over and said hello and introduced myself. And he was really nice. And, um, and then mom, I guess, got the T-shirt. And if you look right here, he signed it for me. Woohoo! There Whee! it is, Francis Coppola. And then, actually, one of the reasons we went to the vineyard was because when Christina and I first met, um, the night first night we kind of went out together, 
was actually with Brian Henson. Brian and I were at the restaurant where Christina worked, and Brian said, hey, you know, my friend really likes you. And uh, and so we hung out for a little while after she finished work, and then we went over to another uh, little small kind of club called Residuals where people would go to hang out in the little Hollywood area. And then Brian, after that, Brian said, hey, why don't you guys come to my house? We'll hang out for a little while. So we went there, and Brian decided to open up a bottle of wine that Francis sent him, which was the Dracula um, uh, vintage. This is from, uh, this is 1991. He made it Dracula. And I think there were 18,000 bottles produced. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, actually vintage 1983. He made the Dracula label, I think in 91 and gave it special to Brian and I guess other friends. Anyway, Brian opened it and um, the three of us drank this. And then there was a moment actually when um, we first poured it and uh, we were holding, I think, I can't remember, I think Christina was holding the glass or I was holding it and we poured it and I dropped it by mistake and it went down like, it was like slow motion, like the movie. You know? <laughs> And the blood went everywhere on the floor. <laughs> and that's when we fell in love over the blood. Oh. Yeah. I vampired her, like granddad used to say. Tell that's what our grandfather used to say about his wedding day was that he, he didn't go willingly. It was that our grandmother vampired him, meaning she did <laughs> it and he was under a trance at yeah. the altar. Yeah. He didn't know Grandma, he got married. She vampired me. Yeah, she vampired me. <laughs> hey, real um, quick, before we yep. do one, uh, one more question, I want to show you guys something. You know, we've been uh, giving some prizes away along the way, and we will continue to do that. But uh, we got a picture this week, or just yesterday, from Beelzy66, Michelle. Oh, yeah. And she wanted to show us how she placed <laughs> her Pepe autograph. It's a shrine. She gave me a shrine, okay? Exactly. Look and at me. I'm incredible. Look how incredible I look. And then we got, uh, here's an image from, from Madison Mantis, who's on our, who's watching right now. I saw she her won. on the stream. Showing her big feet. She was our last uh, Q&A or uh, Muppet trivia champion. So she said, Madison said she's going to put her pig's feet like that too. You're going to make a little, uh, a little, shrine, a little shrine for the pig's feet. That's awesome. And John Papovich, I asked him for one, but he didn't have a picture of himself with, with the pig's feet, just the pig's feet. <laughs> and who else? You know, uh, what's her name? Never claimed her. I know. Prize. Well, Two books. what are you going to do? Too late. Yeah. And yeah. then the other, only other one then was, um, a puffy the pig won right. the pepe feather and the sketch of billy the puppet right. we have something special to show you sunday show by the way uh speaking yeah, a lot of, of questions billy. let's go dude okay just want to let them know sunday show really cool guest um <clears throat> jeff keely if you're a gamer a video gamer you may know him uh bill you give us credits because you know him better than i do Oh, well, and even if you're not a gamer, um, he started off as a journalist for the gaming community um, and basically built an empire. And he's created the Game Awards, uh, which are huge now. The Academy started, Awards in, for gaming, yeah. Yeah, back in 2014. And um, he's become a friend. He's always been a friend of the Muppets. He told tells a quick story about when he was a kid with Fraggle Rock. Um but he, uh, he's the guy who called me to see if Pepe would want to be in the Game Awards. And then we went through the Muppet Studio and got that going. And then the following year, he asked Bunsen and Beaker, and they did a thing with a game. And it's just become this great relationship. Anyway, we thought, he's such a nice guy. Uh, you'll love him. So make sure you watch. Uh, and we have two other very special guests to join us, too. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you'll watch that this Sunday. All right. Let's go to right. questions. Question. Okay, there's boy, there's a lot. So uh, let me just back up a little bit. Gene, actually, do you want to do oh, what we we're start? planning? Yeah, yeah this, and then this we'll we take questions here. while you're doing that. Sure. You you take the controls. I will. We thought uh, we, we did this way back when we 
even before, right at the start, I would I would do some sketching, make some some characters, and Billy would then give some voice to it and some uh, character uh, characteristics to it. So we're gonna bring up. He's gonna draw. Gonna <laughs> draw basically, <laughs> and Which Billy's is, gonna talk. And by and, the way, this yeah. is like when I when we were young. This is kind of what we did. He would draw and I would watch, and I love it. I love to watch him create things. And uh, and then if you can, watch his face while he draws. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> he makes all the expressions and the feelings of the characters. He doesn't no, even know. No, it. I'm not. Now he's self-conscious. But, um, but Jack, my son Jackson does it now too, and so I feel like I'm watching Gene all over again. All right. What are you going nice. to draw? Anything in particular? Or are you just going to see what happens? See. You'll see. All right. All right. I'm going to take some questions. I'm going to start banging out some questions. Who would win in a wrestling match? Oh, wait. I can't put. Oh, yes, I can. We can still see your drawing. Who would win in a wrestling match between Bobo and Jules? They would not fight. Before? I think maybe, yeah. Uh, they would never fight. They're not aggressive characters. Um, let's see. Uh, BLZ, yes, I'm sure you had. Um, it looked great. She said, I had so much fun setting that up. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's one from Jesse. Jesse says, The babies in the last Muppets Now episode are hilarious. Rogan. Yes, that was a lot of fun. Um, oh my God, it's awesome, Gene. You know what's coming, don't you? Oh, I know exactly what it is. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, but the fun part was that Seth uh, played it so straight, Jesse, and real that, you know, he doesn't have kids. He's not used to having kids. And we thought how perfect just to create this nightmare for him. And that Fozzie, somehow Fozzie's been given the responsibility of babysitting. What a bad idea that is. Uh, and it was just fun. David Rudman and I, um, when we did Muppets Most Wanted, he and I played a lot together with these two babies that we did in the movie. And we had so much fun doing that. I asked him if he would do the one baby and I'll, you know, I would do the other. Um, Cause I was directing those bits and I was fortunate and I kind of in a position to be able to ask certain people to do certain things. Um, and uh, so it was a lot of fun. And, and we just, I just loved having the baby call him Rogan. Like somehow they knew his work, <laughs> you know, like the, the the uh, audience that would probably shouldn't be watching Seth Rogen movies are babies, you know, but they knew his stuff. Uh, why wasn't, here we go, here's one from, where'd it go? Wait, did it just fly up in the air? What happened? Um, sorry, these questions are jumping around on me. Oh, and I have to figure out how to get rid of them too, don't I, Gene? You tap on the tap on it again. It'll go. Yeah, away. I'm trying to find it. Oh, oh there yeah. it is. Wait, there it goes. Okay, sorry, folks. Technical difficulties. It's his first time, folks. You gotta. Yeah. First time uh, managing Streamyard. Super Dave Ace asks, "How did the Happy Time murders change throughout development?" Um. Well. Uh, in many ways, actually, you know, it was a, I think if I'm right, a, a 10 years in the making, uh, when Brian first got excited about the idea and started working on the script and the idea of this, of the story, uh, we even shot some little test, um, footage with, he asked me to play Phil back then. Um, and, uh, it, it just developed over time, different writers, different input different characters, you know, ultimately um, uh, Melissa McCarthy and Ben uh, got involved and STX got involved. And so the story started to get more tailored around Melissa and her brilliance and what that relationship would be if it were Phil and Melissa. And, and we started talking about how we got along. And so it changed. One of the things that I missed about the final outcome was Phil's kind of redemption, or at least Phil's um, <laughs> Phil's uh, he comes to terms with being a puppet again, and it was a big dance number that that we did uh, with Phil on his own. 
that was really beautiful, I thought, and really fun. But so lots of little changes. Gene, let you know, it's me let's hard have to a do look. This. It's hard to do this when the camera is between you and the picture. It's a little slanted. Hang on, I'm not, almost right there. All right, I'm just getting another view. Um, let's see, let me find something. Uh, Deborah Forth, can we please get Con Constantine's online acting class? I would love it. I. I just I, I pitched it as something we want to do on Muppets now. So maybe back when we first started, it was one of the ideas. So I'm hoping maybe we get to do that. That would be a lot of fun. I think it'd be hysterical. Okay. Um, uh, sorry, Scott. I, Scott Joy, not aggressive. I saw Boba Thresh Salmonella. Yeah, well, you know, Scott, sometimes things that get written aren't necessarily what we believe the character would be. And you have to kind of go with things. But to me, Bobo is not an aggressive guy. They wanted him to be that way because he's a bear. And I personally don't think that the bear has to be bear-like and angry and aggressive. And that was back then. And he's developed over time. So to me, Bobo is like a guy who's just, if anything, he would avoid getting into confrontation because he's just grateful that he's not in a zoo, that people like let him out in the real world. He's like, thank God, they don't know. So... To me, it's not about, I, I don't think he's an aggressive character. And I think we've avoided that probably a lot since then. But there he is, Gene. <laughs> Who is this? This is Johnny Russo. He was His ears first... have grown. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Russo was our first stepfather. Yes. A uh, Italian-American used car dealership owner. Um, a lot of, he did actually wear a horn on his chain and he liked to wear his shirt open even wider than that. Yeah. You actually, know, after I did that, it, his, it came all the way down. It was the big, open yeah, chest. he liked to have his chest and hair showing. And, uh, he was from New Jersey and that is what he looked like. <laughs> and I, I let him, I teased him so much. With this, I think we the whole family about, unfortunately teased him a <laughs> lot. We um, <clears throat> there was a there was a we had a dog that tore the wallpaper off of a kitchen wall, and so for there was a while before it was repapered, so it became a drawing spot for me. So I used every opportunity to tease Johnny. So if he would say uh, if we would be eating all the food in the fridge, all the yogurts, he would say, "Boys." What kind of yogurt don't you like? <laughs> yeah, plain? that's what I'm getting. Okay, I'm just going to buy plain, so there's something plain. for me. So yeah. I would draw a plain yogurt cup on the wall, or I would draw... Did you already say we were waiting for wallpaper? Yeah. But it was the plaster wall, yeah, right. Or I would draw a kid going out on Halloween as Johnny Russo with a mask that looked like this. That was like my that. favorite one. Or the one where, like, he was upset with you and you had your guitar on and he was yelling and you would play strum over his yelling and he said i was that's providing okay. a score he goes that's okay no you were you were playing over him so he wouldn't <laughs> yell and and he goes that's okay i'll play my flute one day and next morning there was johnny as an elf playing <laughs> a flute <laughs> on the wall we tortured him but he was a scary guy too yeah not like we just tortured him there was something we were afraid of and i think that was our our defense our mechanism. way of defense yeah being yeah a defense mechanism all right there's john johnny didn't last too long three years uh he looks like johnny fiamma says says lauren um yeah probably well kind of you know lauren i gotta tell you he's johnny fiamma is actually based on um myself and robert de niro and casino <clears throat> it's kind of a combo, the design. But uh, I see what you're kind of saying. I mean, the guy's name's Johnny, after all. Um, hey, Gabby, I'm still in Gabby's dreams. What? Gene. Are either of you horror fans? If so, what are your favorite movies? Also, Gene, please control your metaphysical presence. You are still in my dreams. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to ask what I'm doing in those dreams. But you I hope it's pleasure. Just did. It's pleasant. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Gabby. Sweet dreams. 
Let's see who else. All right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna draw something new. Oh wait, okay. wait! You never gave. You never spoke like him. You have to give him a voice and stuff. Oh. Well, I kind of did when I said that's all right, Gene. That's okay, Gene. I'll play my flute one day. <laughs> I right. like Donny Fiamma. Um, why wasn't Rolf in Muppets now? Uh, because we didn't do a lot of musical stuff, probably this first time around, and um, those were the these these sketches or these uh, shows that we did. Um, those were the ones that were chosen, and uh, I wish we had done more music. Hopefully, we'll do another round of them, and uh, I, I believe if we do, there would be more music involved. Uh, what else? Marshall Grover. Oops, sorry, wrong one. Marshall Grover, can you talk a little bit, talk about the creation of Big Mean Carl? Hmm. When did he start? When did Muppets he start Tonight. Okay. Muppets Tonight. At least that's when I first knew him. I don't know. I'd have to ask Jesse if he knows if the puppet were in something else uh, before. Jesse, if you happen to know if Big Mean Carl was in something before. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, what, 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 creation of him you know I think it was I don't remember how it actually started all I know is that I didn't I, I had been working on other characters that were three dimensional and I was thinking about backstories and I just wanted to do something that was just blatantly crass and had no real thought process, you know, uh, was just as loud and obnoxious as I could be. Um, but then to try and find the funny side of it, which was that he was just very basic and all he wanted to do, all his intention was, was just to eat things. Um, so I don't know. He's just loud. I don't know. I don't even know how it came out. I don't remember why we picked that puppet. Probably, I'm going to guess, you know, somebody like Kirk came up with an, the idea, uh, and I just tried to do what I could with it. Sorry, not a great answer, but gee, that's, what's that? That's interesting. I don't know. I'm just uh, improvising this. Cool. Um, if you were, let's see, what's this one say? Evan Laidler. If you were the guest stars on a Muppet Show style variety show, what acts would you want to do on it? Hmm. What do you think, Gene? Is he asking me or you or both of us? Both of us. I would do trapeze. Gene would do trapeze. Um, I would I would sketch while while everybody else did the show. On the Muppet Show for variety. Yeah. A variety show. Uh, what acts would you want to do? I think I would want to um, be in a musical number. <clears throat> and I don't know what it would be, but I would want to do something musical. A Louis with them. Prima cover. Yeah, maybe like, you know, uh, um, When the Saints Go Marching In or something. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. The, oh, Jesse Oliver. The Carl Puppet was first created for a Muppet meeting film in 1992, performed <laughs> by Dave Goles. Thank you, Jesse, Jesse. Encyclopedia Oliver. Thank you very much. There should be a, 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 a Jesse wiki page. Are you sure it was performed by Dave Goles? Because I can't imagine him working that thing. It's a nightmare. But maybe it was. All right. Um... Hello. Oh, Christopher Smigliano says, oh, wow, a kneaded rubber eraser. How retro. No, it's not retro. People use them all the time these days. Are you an uh, artist, Christopher? That's not what Christopher said. Well, what does he mean? Retro use? for if, him. If, if you're an artist, what are you using? Digital, probably. I have a question. I have a question for Andrew's question. Andrew Vesky or Veshi says, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Who performs the Swedish chef's hands now? Well, normally, in a, in a normal situation, um, I usually ask and, and hope that Peter Lintz is available. Uh, before Peter, 
when I started doing the chef, um, I would ask Steve Whitmire and Steve fortunately and kindly would do it when he wasn't available. Then Peter would do it when we're doing things now from home a little bit. I don't know if you I do it. I do the hands. Oh my God. Uh, oh, look who's here. This so. is the new, the new hands at home. Yeah. I, Was he just standing Jackson. out there waiting for a moment to jump in? He could hear me through the wall. Thank you, Jackson. You good? Thanks. Got it. Thank Hi. you very much. Hi, Michael. That's an inside joke. Oh, he didn't hear you. Okay. All right. Looks like up. Oh, uh, Anime Game Sixteen says, "Looks like the Muppet Newsman." Anime Game Sixteen. Uh, if you didn't hear, we have a guy named Jeff Keeley coming up on our next episode. Look him up. G e o f f k e i g h l e y. Jeff Keeley. Big gamer guy and uh uh really interesting check him out next week uh let's okay. see what else we got all right oh well, i just noticed his teeth <laughs> i didn't realize that he had teeth down there first i was gonna first i was thinking First, I was thinking that it would be that he was very upset. That he was going to be very upset. But then I saw his teeth down here. <laughs> Maybe he's cold. Hey, Charlie, are you cold? <laughs> Does that mean yes? Ooh. All right. Oh, By the way, if you need any people to do right hand for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gene's always available. He's really good at it. <laughs> you know, Jackson is doing a great job, actually. Oh, uh, he does do a great job. Yeah. The hands. If anybody saw the um, ABC... Sing along. He did duck. Was that in that? No, he did the chef's hands in that. He did uh, on James Corden. He did Doctor Teeth's hands and the chef's hands then too. He did great. And oh, and also on um, when Chef was on the Alton Brown, uh, uh, what do you call it? His his uh, what's it called? Oh, you mean uh, uh, um, quarantine kitchen? Quarantine kitchen. Thanks. So, Gene, it's 5.30 already. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to try and keep this one a bit shorter, uh, folks. I'm trying to answer as many questions as possible. Um, let's see. Jesse, uh, Lauren, Lucario on the lefty. Uh, Lamango, Kaijura, noticed your finger, Jackson. I mean, Gene, noticed your finger. What about my finger? Oh, that <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have done that. Uh, Evan Laidler asks, although we did take a question, I'm going to try and find some other ones. What books are you both reading at the moment? Any books you'd like to recommend? Well, you know, I write and illustrate children's books. So all the reading, I t and a lot of them are nonfiction. So all the reading I tend to do are research for my books. So... At the moment, I'm reading a number of books on the uh, life of Andrew Wyeth, the painter, and his childhood, because that's the subject, the childhood of Andrew Wyeth, the painter. I just finished one on Steven Spielberg's childhood, so I was reading all about him. So I have a stack of pleasure books that never get read, um, but I love, I love the research, so I'm not complaining too much. That's what I'm reading. And I'm not reading anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read a lot of books. You read honest. my emails and texts, right? I read Gene's texts and I read his books, but that's about it. Uh, here's one. What's this? Jesse, any stories about meeting Jerry Lewis on the telethons? Hmm. Well, yeah. So the first time, should I tell this one? The first time we met him, I'll try and make it as quick as possible. First time we met him, Johnny and Sal were on. They asked, and... Um, Brian and I went, and we we went to where they were shooting, and it was like um, 
uh, it was like these cubicles almost, except he had his own desk area. And, they, and there was a wall kind of behind him. He was at the end of this big, long room, big, long ballroom, I guess it was. And we went and we met and I was in, you know, awe, couldn't believe it. But he had red socks on, uh, knee socks and shorts. And he got up and he came over and we shook hands. And um, he, he, was, he was basically every impersonation that you've ever seen of Jerry Lewis all wrapped up into one kind of conversation and meeting. So at first he was very cordial, you know, wonderful to meet you boys, you know, terrific. With the lozenge um, in the mouth. like He did. He had a candy. He had a candy. <laughs> and, um, and he told Brian and I that we reminded him of him and Dean. Wow. Uh, that that Johnny was like Dean, and 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 he loved Sal because Sal reminded of him of him. Um, and uh, he said, and then he got emotional, and he wow. said, "I just want to tell you boys that I just think it's wonderful what you do." And he started wow. like he got choked up. So then he did the emotional Jerry that Martin Short does, and then within an instant. Do I have it here? He took the stapler off of his desk and he went like this. He goes, and I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you being ill. Look away though. And he stapled his crotch. He pretended to staple his crotch. <laughs> and went, I'm the, the lady with the staple. And, uh, and we were just, I think Brian and I were just like this the whole time. <laughs> and then he goes, are you Italian? I said, yeah. He goes, I've got red ice pops. Would you like one? I was what like, okay. Do with Italian. I don't know. <laughs> and so he got up. He got up and he turned around and he had a, his own little freezer behind him, his little mini freezer refrigerator. And he went back and he got us each red <laughs> ice pops. And he gave us ice pops and we sat and we ate ice pops with Jerry Lewis. You know what that and reminds then, me of? Go ahead. Uh, sorry, finish the story. Oh. And then finally, the last thing was, he, again, he came back and he said, you remind me of Dean and I. You guys remind me of Dean and I. Cheryl, or whatever is, I can't remember his assistant's name. Cheryl, get them the routine we never did. And I said, um, well, and he goes, there's some routines that, Jerry, that Dean and I never did live or never did on television, and I'm going to send them to you guys. And we're like, oh my god! And he said, I'm going to send you this D the DVD. We got a new DVD with all the shows, and he sent those. But I never got the the routines. I always was hoping. I was like, oh my god, let's have Johnny and Sal do unseen yeah. Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin routines, you know? But we never got them. It How's that, me Jesse? Wow, uh, yeah, Jesse's in heaven with that story. Do you remember in American um, American Graffiti at the end when they go visit um, Wolfman Jack? Yeah. <clears throat> He's got, have a popsicle. Oh, yeah. The refrigerator's broken. They're all melting. Right. Have a popsicle. That's right. Yeah. Um, here's, here's one. Um, oh, wait. It just flew by. I can't. Where'd it go? These, these, they're just jumping. Uh, Christopher Smigliano says, is that a human, Miss Piggy? Um, Gene. Yeah. Favorite medium to work in from Maria Nance. Any relation to Jack Nance? Um, watercolor. That's what I do all my books in, watercolor. Um, and that, is that real? That's your favorite? Yeah. yeah How come? Uh, I, I like how soft you can get and also you can get really bold and deep if you, uh, if you go right out of the tube and things. So I can get a nice wide range of, um, dark to light and soft to sharp and things like that. Hmm. And I like to just, I like areas that are really tight in an image and areas that just, uh, allow the water to let them go in any direction the paint go in any direction it wants and become its own thing. So uh, I like the spontaneity of that too. Cool. 
All right, so here's uh, Pizza Teresa's cousin. Oops, wait, sorry. That's a mistake. Oh, Pizza Teresa. I don't really have a voice. She's great, though. She has the eye that you do. <laughs> well, one eye is a little bit in. Yeah. You take your glasses off so you can do it. <laughs> hey boys i just made some sauce <laughs> yeah are you coming by for later coming by later i'll put out some cruise chickies <laughs> wait wait there's no powdered sugar wait no, i'm gonna put the powdered sugar yeah don't eat it yet don't eat it yet the best part <laughs> uh athena fandubs I don't think we've ever taken a question from Athena. Yeah. It's a lovely name. Uh, Bill, do you have any fun memories from the Electric Mayhem concert back in 2016? Greetings from Spain. Oh, España. Oh, my oh, wife, Christina, Christina, would be so happy to see you on here. She was born in Madrid. Yeah, Gabby Verducci um, says sauce. Sauce. Actually, though, you'd call it gravy, right? Depending gravy. on what part of South Philly Jer you're in. Or Jersey, yeah. Um, uh, let me see. Well, I can tell you a fun memory. I'll tell you my, I can tell you the one that just pops into my head, which is when we first started the concert, you know, we could see, we have monitors, so we can, uh, we're looking at what the camera sees, right? We don't see the audience. So before it started, we were all waiting, we looked out, and I'd say there was about 200 people out there. Um because they had different concerts going on in different parts of Golden Gate Park. So as a new concert would begin, people would migrate to those areas or the places that they wanted to go. And, oh, that's my wife. You're on. There she is. Hey. No, but Athena is from Spain. I was just saying. Athena from Spain. Oh, hola, como esta? So, 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 um, hi. Where's my? Uh, <laughs> So, so um, what was I saying? Oh, so there was about a couple hundred people out there. We were like, oh, my God, how great. So then we started the show, and we're performing, we're playing, and we're playing, and we take a little break in between for a video. We all kind of go down, and I peek around, and now it seems like there's thousands of people, and it's insane. Like I said to the other guys, I was like, look, you can't look. Can you look, look? And then by the end, we came out and we had no idea, but, and this was, I guess they totaled it up. They knew how many people come into the area. 35,000 people ended up coming to watch the Electric Mayhem. And that's all we could see wow. was this huge field of people cheering and screaming to a puppet band. <laughs> we were like, uh, Okay, well, we're glad you joined in on the illusion. It was amazing. We had, I was just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how it grew. Yeah. It um, highlight of that, that concert. Yeah, it was crazy. Who's this, Billy? Oh, that's Derek. That's this one of my one favorite of my characters that you create. It was one of my very first characters when I was like in my early teens. You tell them where, where it came from. Well, it was a big ripoff. Uh, I used to love this underground cartoonist named Vaughn Bodie, who created Cheech Wizard and all these other cool lizard characters. A lot of graffiti artists um, have used his style or even ripped off some of his characters, but it's Vaughn Bodie, B-O-D-E. Uh, and so they, the lizards had these big noses and things just like this and the big eye like that. So it was very much like that. And I had a dog named Derek. Um, who this was named after. So I love him. And he had boots. You did the boot feet, which was my favorite part of him. Yeah, I mean, they weren't they weren't boots, but they were feet that were shaped like boots. It was more yeah. like just like that. Yeah, with a heel. I love that. Because <laughs> he didn't um, have as big belly, but there he is. Scott Joy is asking, Gene, do you have a new book projects percolating? Yeah, well, the... Um, like I mentioned earlier, the the next everybody one. can I just say something? Sorry, real quick. 
there's a lot of comments. Everybody loves Derek. I don't know why you haven't done something more with him. Really, I don't see them. Oh, I see him. This the good drawing. That's Derek, amazing. Derek, D-E-R-E-K. Lang, Lamango, Lamango, Kijura, Kijura, Kijura. Yeah, well, maybe I will. Who knows? You should. But, yeah, there's Derek. Uh, Scott. Um, yeah, well, the next, you know, sometimes I write... I started as an illustrator for other authors. And then for a long time, I was writing and illustrating my own books, which I still do. And then I've started writing for other illustrators. So I, I wrote a book on Steven Spielberg's childhood, which is not finished yet. It's now being illustrated. And I just made some revisions on the text. And I'm working on this book on the childhood of the great American painter, Andrew Wyeth. Um, just before we went on the air, by the way, my son, as for my birthday, arranged for, he's become very good friends with Andrew Wyeth's granddaughter, Victoria, and he arranged for her to give me a private PowerPoint presentation about Andrew's early work. So I was doing that half an hour before we came on tonight, which was such a great privilege. And she's just a really sweet and generous person. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, so the, it's the Wyeth and the Spielberg books. My last one that came out, which is doing really well is on the garden of George, the secret garden of George Washington Carver, all about uh, the, the garden he kept. And if you don't know him, he's known for all the hundreds of things he uh, made from peanuts and he helped revive agriculture in the South after the Civil War, really important figure in agriculture and science. Thank you for asking. And you can go to geneberetta.com, by the way, and see all of that. Hmm. Um. Just probably put that up there by Super Dave Ace. Oh, seriously, please um, do more with that drawing. I would love to see that character. Thank you, Super. What is it beneficial for a traditional artist to learn digital art? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, uh, I even use it just. Uh, Look, as sorry, your sister in law loves it too. <laughs> Thank you, Christine. I'm telling you, this character, Gene. Sorry. It's, I okay, well, it's copywritten now. Everybody sees where it's come from. Uh, so nobody ripped me off. <laughs> um, yeah, I use digital for part of the process, even with my traditional books, which are uh, the final process is traditional and watercolor. But I use digital to for some of the sketches and the layouts and copy and pasting things. So um, it's really good to know all the modern um, all the modern devices and things that you can use for illustration, especially if you want to do it as a living, it broadens what you're able to do um, as far as getting work and making yourself available. Hmm. Lauren McCarty said, wow, Steven Spielberg will be very proud of it once it's published. I hope he sees it. He doesn't do, he talk to biographers and things, so we didn't really, I wasn't able to talk to him. American Autistic, Dr. Phil Van Neuter and Digit refurbished, of course, for my potential TV show. What? What? I don't understand. You would like them refurbished for your potential TV show? All right. Well, maybe that might happen. That could possibly happen. Make a Christina call. says, people love dogs. He's really <laughs> cute, Derek. I'm just going to keep putting them up here. Derek just brings back a bunch of cartoon memories for me. For who? For them, for Lamango, excuse me for the pronunciation, Kajura. Uh, could you try and get David Rudman to be a guest on this podcast? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, next time the Electric Mayhem should tour so I can get to see them live. Thanks for answering my question. That's all I'm saying. People reading my private notes. Um, anything else? Tina's drawn an entire sitcom. <laughs> That's right. Look at that. There's, There's a the whole pet. show right there. Yeah. There's the, the, the father and mother and the drug-addicted son. Son. Yes. All right. Well. Okay. What do you want to do? I guess we're going to go, right? Do two more. Let's do uh, three quick questions, and then we're going to wrap it up. All right. Um, let's see. 
remember, folks, we do this every two weeks. So if you don't get in this time, come on back. Anime Game 16, what's happening with Rizzo right now? Is going to be recast anytime soon? Uh, possibly. It's very hard to just replace characters. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a very special character. It's Steve. Uh, really hard to, to figure out who's going to do it and who can capture it that character if it should be still hard to say possibly hard to say uh can't really say right now rock paper scissors um pepe do you still keep in touch with ashante no no these just for the movie okay hey she doesn't call she's too busy she doesn't call me back okay um Gene, my brother wants to be a cartoonist when he grows up. Any advice? I wish I could give you advice, but um, cartooning itself, and it depends if you want to do animation, you put together a portfolio and you just, you know, you approach all the studios or even industrial work that does animation. If you just want to be a straight ahead cartoonist, like a comic strip cartoonist, it's, you know, it's in a digital world now. It's not uh, like it was before. There is a lot of print stuff, but I think the major industry is is in digital formats. There's a great documentary about it, and I can't think of the name of it. But, you know, the main advice I'd give any artist uh, starting out is you just have to keep honing your craft, putting together your best work, and networking and putting it out there. I know it's something you hear people like us say all the time, but it really is just perseverance and networking and making people aware of who you are and continuing to improve your skills along the way. Same with, you know, skills as a puppeteer. Is that Arlene? I just had to put this up. That's our girl. Arlene. That little sweetheart. <laughs> Hello there. Arlene, I miss you. We go way back to the 80s. We were all in an acting class together. What, what does this woman want? That's what... The need Muppet bloopers and footage. Be amazing. Right. That would be hard to get, but who knows? Yeah, you tell him, Crispini. You tell him, girl. All right, one more. Uh, let's just do that. There's Arlene again. <laughs> let's just talk she's to her. On, she's out west now. She's on your end of the country. Let's just talk to her. <laughs> uh, all right, here's last one. Gene, what gave you the idea for the budgie number 10 animation? Oh, wow. Look at you guys. Deep dives. Uh, that was one of the animations I did for Sesame Street. And uh, what happened was that at, at the beginning of every season, they pick a curriculum. And if you contact them and you ask if they want to see work, uh, well, in my case anyway, this is what happened. I, I met the producer. Uh, through Kevin Clash, he introduced me to the producer because I moved back east and I was trying to figure out what to do next. Mm -hmm. So I met her. She showed me the curriculum for things that they were going to talk about or teach in the next season. And so I just brainstormed around things like the number 10 and the letter C and empty versus full. And it was really just a matter of that. So I don't know. I don't remember how Blueberry Beaked Budgie came into it, but I wrote a song along with it. And it was really working from the curriculum they provided. It's on my website if you want to check it out. Christopher, you have no idea. <laughs> All right. Shall we wrap it up? Yeah. We'll be okay. back in two weeks. But remember Sunday, it's a really interesting episode with Jeff Keeley. Jeff um, Keeley? Like I said, even if you're not into video games, it's still an interesting conversation. And we have a a few, a couple uh, junior hosts that you might want to meet. <clears throat> I gave it away. No, you just gave it away. <laughs> I didn't say anything. What is that? Junior, as you? in, as in their, um, uh, as in their. Yeah, oh well, I was going to try and what's find that something thing right behind you. Which thing? Right behind you. Which one, Gene? It's right behind your head. You're going to have to turn your head to see it. But then if I do that, 
you're going to do something. Nothing. You'll have to find out who's on next on this Sunday. Yeah. And oh, and the weekend after that, guess who we're having on? Billy. Uh, let's wait a minute, Gene. Let's just let's just wait maybe on that. I'm thinking we should just tease a little more. Okay. Don't you think? Don't you think? I mean, let's we'll tease it on the Keeley show. Okay. Good That's idea. This Sunday, right? Mm. This Sunday. Mm. Tune in this Sunday. You're gonna find out who's on the following weekend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. It's always always fun to connect directly with you. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. And uh, let us know if you want us to do more of these doodle slash Q&As, too. Oh, wait. Was... Want to see my doctor tooth? Yeah. This actually was in my head. What? Yeah. This what was my tooth. From where? Oh, it's, I mean, it, I had it pulled, uh, you know, last year or something. But I had a gold filling, and they pulled it, and I asked them if I could keep it. Look how perfect it came out. Look at When did you get a gold filling? Oh, I've had a couple in there. Okay. Look at that. That's my doctor wow. tooth. Wait, <laughs> hang on. All right. You want to see something real quick? I was thinking of making a uh, a ring out of it somehow for Jackson. <laughs> my tooth. What do you think? Anybody think that's a good idea? My gold Dr. Tooth tooth. Used to be in my head. Oops, how are we going to see this with the reflection? There's my know. skull. There. Yes. <laughs> there's, my, there's my skull. Oh, you just want to show us your skull? Since you're going to uh, bones. See. Can you see, see it? You, I look like you're, you look like you're going like this. Ah. <laughs> On if I bring it's hard to get the screen dark. Come now I can and then tilt it. Come closer, come closer, come closer, come all wait, the way wait. up. I, wait, I, I took away my screen to see what I'm doing. Let me bring that back up. Now yeah. tilt tilt back. Or, oh no, yeah. <laughs> you gotta take your uh yeah, oh well. oh well. We can see it though. Why do you have it in a frame? I just thought it was cool. How many oh. people get to see what's inside their their skin? <laughs> yeah, that's there we go. I have one of my my leg, my fist. Let me see your neck actually. Is it curved? <coughs> your neck curved? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's not. Yeah, it is. It, there's a there's a curve, yeah. There is? Yeah. All right, good. Thank you. Thanks for checking, doc. No problem. I've had a little experience in the neck area. All right. All right. Uh, whoa. Uh, is that it? Oh, I hit this. Sorry. Hit that by mistake. Okay. Are we going? Not, what? Not a good idea. You wear it. Does anyone want Bill Burr's gold tooth? I think <laughs> All right. Say bye now. Thanks for listening. We're a podcast and a vodcast. You can listen or watch the episode. Just go to the BarrettaBrothers.com. That's B-A-R-R-E-T-T-A Brothers.com. Please subscribe, rate us. And we'd love to hear your comments. Thank you.